Committee member Tomasello. Here. Vice Chair Groudon. Here. Chair Antelman. Here. Uh, we're going to move forward to public communication. Uh, public communications is the time set aside during the committee meeting for members of the public to address the committee on planning related business other than scheduled agenda items. Persons wishing to address the committee during the public communication period of the meeting should fill out a speaker form prior to the committee reaching a point uh, on the agenda. Uh, do we have anybody here that wishes to speak? We have one. Okay, and you, you filled out a speaker card? Thank you. Oh, for the agenda, okay, that's, this is just general comments. This is general comments, things that are not on the agenda. Okay. Okay, we're going to move forward with approval of the meeting minutes for the uh, 31st of the month. Uh, are there any other comments on the minutes? Uh, if none, we'll have a motion and a second to approve the meeting minutes. I'll make a motion to approve uh, March 31st and April 21st meetings as presented. We can do them both, right? And I'll just, I just wanted to mention that I did go back and review the, um, the video and um, I appreciated uh, Netta's um, uh, description of, of uh, the motion and capturing those minutes accurately, so I'll, I'll second. Thank you. Yes, committee member Tomasello? Yes. Vice Chair Groudon? Yes. Chair Antelman? Yes. Very good. Okay, the next item on the agenda is uh, Project 14608, Conceptual Review. Uh, this is a quick minute product. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, I'll be presenting this item. I'm, I'm Peter Gilly. I'm the Community Development Director. Uh, this site uh, at Figueroa um, and Harbor had a previously approved hotel project uh, in 2009. It was actually a larger hotel building than what is proposed at this point. Uh, that approval expired. The applicant then uh, uh, applied for a new application uh, and it actually went to DRC numerous times in 2014 and 2015. Uh, at that point, the applicant uh, stopped the project uh, partially because the Coastal Commission had quite a few uh, additional reports that they wanted out of the project for the CEQA analysis. Uh, in, in recent times, the applicant has reopened the project and wants to move forward, and the design before you is basically the same design as when it came forward in 2014 and 2015. Uh, but the applicant wants to get the pulse of, of, the, of the DRC at this time uh, before investing more time um, 
uh, and efforts with his architect to move through more of the details of the project and, and take it through the rest of the process. Uh, the applicant is going to come forward and, and, and present their, uh, their slides. Overall, staff believes the project is well designed, uh, and uh, while there are details to be looked at and worked through, uh, uh, we believe that if the DRC is able to provide feedback on the design that we'll be able to move it forward. The, the project will go to multiple public hearings. Uh, it will go to the Parks and Recreation Commission because of the interface between, between the building and the public park. Uh, it will come back to DRC after that because we want to get a formal recommendation on the project as well as your input on that, how that interface works. We have it in a conceptual form now, but it's going to be worked on a little more. Uh, then it will go to the Planning Commission for a, a, a final action. So uh, this is not going to be the last time this comes to a, a public meeting, but if um, based on the feedback you give now, that gives the project applicant architect the information needed to move forward and, and refine the plans further. And with that, I uh, can uh, hand it over to the applicant's team and we can go through their slides. Maybe you could just clarify what the purpose of your group of a conceptual review. You're not here really to approve a project or right, yep. disapprove a project. Uh, uh, do you want to clarify that? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, as you noted, Mr. Chair, the recommendation on this item is that the DRC provide comments on the project. Uh, if this were intended to be uh, a meeting where we're asking for a recommendation that goes on onto the Planning Commission, it would ask for a recommendation. Uh, this is a conceptual review. Uh, the, all the details of the project are not worked out to the nth degree. The design is in pretty good shape because of the past rounds of review it already went through, uh, but there are going to be some details to, to work through. Uh, so if you're a member of the public interested in this project, uh, as I said, this is still going to go through uh, other hearings and, and more rounds of review. Yes. Okay. You have a presentation? Yeah, you over here. Yeah. Just for the benefit of everybody in the in in um, that's in the room, as well as those who might be uh, viewing a recording of this, if you could try to speak into the mic so it gets it gets picked up in the recording. All right. So <coughs> my name is Bob Savajo, RYS Architects, um, project architect, and have gone through whole history of this through all the development. Um, and uh, my name's Tom Holloway with KLA. I'm the landscape architect and have been with the project all the way from inception as well. So we're happy to be at this point. <laughs> and we're excited about the project. We think this is going to be a great project for the city. Um, 
uh, especially at this location. Uh, we see this as, as an important building. Uh, so the, the view that you see now on the screen is the view from the promenade across Promenade Park. So this is what would be facing Promenade Park. Um, next slide. So to, to locate the project, um, to the left of us, uh, to the west is the fairgrounds. Um, to the bottom is Promenade Park uh, and the Promenade in the Ocean. To the top is Harbor Boulevard, the railroad tracks, and 101. And then to the right is uh, multifamily development. Next slide. An aerial view. I'll give you a better perspective of what uh, it physically looks like now. And I think just to interject real quick, one of the things that, that did happen early on, and I think it's, it's already been completed, the jog in the, the park area has been evened out um, as a lot line adjustment. So it, um, when, when, when we look at the plans, you won't see that jog. It's just a straight line. It basically just swaps the back part for the Hilton property and then the front part for the, the, the park. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. And those have all been approved with all the regulatory agencies that needed to sign off. So that's, that's, that's done. Next. So here's an overview of the site, and just to, to orient you, the white areas are the building. Um, the bottom is Figueroa Street, the left is Harbor Boulevard, and then on the right, that's the Promenade Park. So we have, off of Figueroa is the main entrance, drive entrance into the hotel, that uh, diagonal cross-hatched area is uh, decorative paving, that's the vehicular access into the property with a drop-off there that gets you into the lobby. And uh, I'll get more into the floor plan in, a, in another slide. But just to kind of orient you to what the footprint of the building is relative to, to the site. Next slide. So the light gray is surface parking. The darker gray is parking within the building at ground level. <coughs> the, the darker blue around the perimeter on the edge of Harbor and on Figueroa is retail space. And the lighter blue in the lower right-hand corner is the restaurant space. So moving up from there, uh, on the right-hand side, the, the lighter, oh, here, thank you. <laughs> so the, this area, the lighter orange, is the hotel public space that orients to, to the promenade park. The, this darker uh, orange is back of house areas, um, staff, kitchen, laundry, some more um, back of house space over here. And up here in the yellow is the meeting space. We've got one large meeting space that can be divided, a boardroom, and three function space. Next. Second floor, the, the darker, the orange is all the guest rooms. These light yellow spaces are outdoor terraces. The second level um, is an outdoor space and, and our uh, pools uh, on this upper second level. This is the roof of the meeting space, which is a one-story um, space. And next slide, third floor, very similar. Uh, we do have some decks here and fourth floor slide. <coughs> um, 
the, these are the, the decks and terraces, and the, the more orange is the guest rooms. Next slide. <coughs> Excuse me. This is our roof plan. Um, you're seeing here down below at the second level where that, that pool deck is. And then in this lower right-hand corner, we have a roof terrace. Um, and Tom will talk more about that and how we're treating that. Uh, next slide. So these are our elevations. Along the top is the elevation along Figaro Boulevard. It's uh, what we've done, we designed, and with a lot of input from meetings with prior uh, design reviews, is that we wanted a, a building that looks cohesive, but as a grouping of buildings, as opposed to one long monolithic building. So we've got these compatible different building elements. Uh, what you don't see in, in the flat elevation on the top is we've got a lot of articulation. The, the lower left one, uh, this rendering, is this space in here that recesses in. We have a little fountain courtyard in here. Um, this lower right elevation is the entry. This is that, that drive entrance that gets you into the auto court and the hotel entrance. So we've stepped back at you know levels to kind of terrace the building up. Next slide. And in this view, you get a better sense of the articulation of the building along Figueroa. And the fairgrounds are right here. Next slide. And back to the view of uh, the hotel from the promenade. This, uh, and Tom will talk more about this, this is that roof deck that's right up in this corner. Um, you're actually able to stand here and see over this edge. The, the mansard roof acts as the required height of a guardrail, so you're not seeing any railing up here, you're seeing the roof, but you can actually be standing in the space and looking out. And then here, this, this actually is also a space you can get into. It's, it's this little roof here, but um, Tom can talk more about that. This is the second level that is right here in this uh, perspective. Uh, where we have the, um, the pool, and Tom will speak to that. Next slide. And I'll let Tom yeah. take it from yeah, here. Actually, can we go back the slide, please? Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, the idea is obviously we, with, the, with the view of the ocean, with the climate and everything that's happening out here, we want to maximize the amount of public space that's there. We've got the promenade park that we'll be looking at briefly uh, up ahead that's in front of the building between the promenade. But these public spaces, getting them lifted up so that we can keep control on it. We've got the awesome views. You get the, the breeze coming through, um, really maximizing this, uh, um, this rooftop element um, with the pool area, cabana seating, um, the spa, lots of lounge, lots of lounge seating in there. Um, really creates a, uh, an, an awesome hangout space. And then to be able up on the top, which is right above where the restaurant is, straight up from that and that tower element, is where we have an additional outdoor lounge type space to again be able to maximize those views towards towards the ocean. Um, next slide, please. This little guy is that um, that alcove that Bob talked about before along Figueroa, which runs along here. It's a little bit large, but uh, it's a, it's a 
it's, a, it's an alcove in the building to create a nice little seating area with some trees around it. We've got a fountain that, that ties in architecturally. So it just creates a, a great little um, uh, kind of a cloistered space um, along the facade of the building. Next slide. Oh, and then we have a larger <laughs> view. I didn't realize that we had it set up this way. I'm sorry. So you can, you can start to see that better with the ocean over here, the views out, um, keeping, keeping the, the views towards the ocean. Next one. And then that rooftop space, the idea that you're really creating a, a, a nice outdoor element. Um, and it's um, pulled away, you know, close to Figueroa, so it's, it's on more of the public side of the building. Um, and then the next slide is going to show the whole site plan to kind of to see how, it, so how we bring it all together. Again, that roof, that pool area was sitting right up in here. The, the meeting room space rises up about five to seven feet higher than what the pool area is, so it, it creates a, a bit of separation between the adjacent um, houses that are there. The bulk of the building, the way that the site is set up, um, encapsulates the interior parking space, and then the way that we've designed that parking space with uh, interlocking pavers, um, with, uh, with shade trees, and the way the motor court comes in is to really make it feel like it's, it's a, an old motor court and not just a, a traditional at-grade parking lot. So views from even within the hotel looking down on it, um, it's, it's not like you're, this is working on you. It's not like you're uh, uh, just looking at a parking lot. It's, it's a very nice part of the, of the site. We really wanted to activate the, uh, the, the Figueroa frontage. So that's the idea that there's some of those small retail. We've got that little alcove with the fountain the way that this, the street trees work with the architecture really starts to break up that lineality of the space um, and, and make it an engaging, um, enjoyable space to hang out. Um, and then I think it's important too to understand that if this is, is it working? Yeah, yeah there it is. Mm -hmm. The property line, the, 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 the city line between the park and the hotel is right there along the edge of the veranda. So. Know, this is all that that Pete was talking about that we still have to, we've already gone through the Parks Commission once and they were really supportive of the ideas, but that was uh, about five years ago, I think. So um, go through that process again, but, um, but yeah, our project is from this line backwards. Um, the little elevation that we see right here is part of the colonnade that goes around the motor court. So when a, uh, when a car comes in through that, that entry portal, into the motor court, um, we use that trellis element to tie it in with the architecture, create that entry motor court, then you drive out into the parking lot um, and then again out onto uh, to Harbor. Um, next slide. Yeah, I, th I think that's it. I think um, we, we went through it really, really quick. Um, just to give you a quick overview with the understanding that you're, you're probably gonna have lots of questions and, and we're excited to, to talk to you guys about it. So thank you. Thank you. Is there anything more, Bob? That no, I that's okay. it. Um. Do you uh, any of the committee members have any questions of the applicant? All right, I'll go ahead and start. Um, thank you very much for the, the presentation. Um, I, I appreciated your comment about uh, wanting to activate Figueroa. I think that's really important. 
Um, I, I like the fact that there are the commercial spaces um, shown there. My concern is with the, the depth of those and what types of tenants would, would go in there. Can you kind of explain? I didn't see any dimensions in those. I know that they're sort of long and linear and, mm -hmm. and broken up a little bit. So can you talk a little bit about what the thinking is in, in those spaces? Yeah, and you know, some, you know, no, no space has been leased yet, Right, of course, yeah. As we've been designing these spaces, what we have kind of envisioned is, uh, well, starting from, actually maybe that's best to show up here. So this is a full service restaurant, um, and the square footage is unfortunately too small for me to read. <laughs> but it's, uh, if I remember right, I think we got about 3,000 square feet in here. I mean, yeah. it's, it is sufficient for um, a, a full service restaurant. Then, oops, did I change the, no. <laughs> Yeah, so, so this is all restaurant. And then what we've, yeah, okay, all right. So with this being the, the dining areas, uh, the, the probably an exhibition kitchen kind of in here plus back house kitchen and our loading for the restaurant off of the drive. So we, you know, we're not gonna tie up Figaro with deliveries for the restaurant. Um, this we see could be a, a nice coffee shop corner. Then these spaces we see, you know, maybe that could be a bike rental or surfboard rental uh, where, you know, you need a lot of display space, um, not so much, you know, a, a lot of merchandise showcasing. So that's kind of what we were thinking about possible uses around here. Exactly, and even, you know, potentially like a snow cone sort of, or a shave ice, sorry. Uh, you know, those sorts of smaller retail that can activate the, the street frontage. Okay. Oh, and snow cone. Hmm? Nothing. <laughs> what is the depth of the, the blue area there? Um, okay. Which is so basically retail, right? And, and not the depth, the deep part, but the thinner this part. Yeah, this part. Yeah, where you were talking about having the shave ice and well, bike shop. Yeah, compare it, well, just... Uh, so for that order of magnitude, you know, this is a, a car stall depth. Yeah, which is what, about 18? Yeah, well, the compacts, so compacts are less. So that's only so about 9 feet about off line? About 10 to 12 feet is okay. the address, yeah. So it's, it's, it's narrow. It's narrow, narrow yes. very narrow. With okay. envisioning, you know, the kind of businesses that probably come in here would be uh, more of the display in part. Or if, if it is a bike rental or a Segway rental or something like that, that's where they have it. But at these corners, these this is really kind of the retail entrance, especially, you know, created this nice courtyard. You, you come in here and, you know, this kind of the business end of these spaces, and this is more the display end of, the, of those spaces. And then here we have another fairly large space here. This is uh, just over 2,000 square feet, which might make a nice little day spa or something like that. Okay. But again, is that count? That's counting kind of that whole display area for yeah, the. Yeah, and this, you know, we've, we're limited to the the depth we have because of everything else coming across the site. Sure. And you know, this is it's Harbor Boulevard. Um, you know, we're really focused on Figueroa as the spine that takes you back up into downtown. 
uh, as opposed to this, not, don't really see that as a whole lot of pedestrian activity. But we thought this might be a nice place to display, maybe even with uh, a historical society of Ventura, do some, uh, maybe even some seasonal stuff here. Okay. Have, have you had discussions with uh, either ideas or um, from you as the architect or from the owner, like what would go in there? I mean, the historical sounds great, but because we have some examples of that situation in other, in other buildings in town. And they may or may not be successful, depending on how you look at it. So that I, I see that as a difficult space. Have you talked to them about what ideas for to put in that only in that thin display? Uh, the other ones I understand, but the mm -hmm. thin display on on harbor. At this point, it's it's still conceptual. So no, we haven't reached out specifically to anybody yet. No, no, I don't. I don't mean reaching out. Just like the idea of mm -hmm. what do we stick in there? Mm -hmm. Other than if you have a dancing lady. Um, also on Figueroa, there was a, one of the vignettes that was shown was um, showing kind of a, an outdoor seating in one of the uh, recesses of the uh, arched kind of storefront glass. I was just curious to kind of understand the streetscape uh, section a little bit through, um, through Figueroa and kind of how would that, would this, I like the idea of tables being able to, to be on Figueroa there. Yeah, um, I think you're talking about this little area in, in here. Yeah, can it, do you have, um, do we have the vignettes there, section? Yeah. Kind of shows it mm. on the bottom. Yeah, up in here. So this is, and again, all depending on <coughs> to which retail spaces, you know, which retail uses take this, these, these two corners. Um, you know, there is potential for maybe getting some seating out here, depending on what uh, retail uses end up there. Okay. Can I ask a question? Please, yeah, yeah. What is, th what is the depth of sidewalk from the, the outermost colonnade arch mm -hmm. to, the, to the face of curb? Do you know that? Mm -hmm. this, yeah. this, this this is 10 feet and this is 10 feet. So about 20, yeah, 20 feet from here to here? Yeah, but the, 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 the it's only like seven feet to the face of the columns. So the, oh, so the columns encroach in that 20 feet? Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's yeah, 17 or 18 feet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And are you dealing with a setback um, from the property line? Uh, yeah, the, 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 the property line is the, um, is the, it kind of bisects it. So that's the right of way around there. Um, and then our project is behind it. So that's where I think it's, uh, now that I, yeah, this is 10 feet, this is like seven or eight feet, and then the building is like five feet beyond that. So this is from the face of the building to the face of the curb, 12, 13 feet, something like that. Because on this side, it's on the harbor side, it's deeper. It, it is more like 20 feet from the face of the building to the, to the curb. Question for staff, has staff, uh, is there a desired sidewalk width along there from either planning or land development?
Fig on Figueroa Street. Figueroa. Figueroa Street is one of the streets in the downtown specific plan that has a streetscape plan associated with cross sections. So we would be looking that they build out what the downtown specific plan requires. I'm not quite sure the exact dimension, but I believe it's 10 or 12 feet. Um, and we'd be looking that, that they do that. Okay. And just, I'm sorry, just, just a comment on that. We did look at that. To the downtown? No. Not to the downtown specific plan. So we did look at it at the time. I just don't remember the specifics, but we were aware of that. You're with that. Yeah. That feels really nice. Um, I, I think if it, if there were an opportunity to get a little bit more depth in those retail spaces, I would maybe uh, consider that just to make them that much more viable. They feel really, really narrow and, and tight to me right now. And I want those to be uh, be successful spaces as well. So maybe a consideration to, to think about as you move forward. Uh, the, the challenge is, you know, with the minimum required aisle, parking aisle, parking stalls, you know, we, we start here. <laughs> and what these I'm are all minimums. What I'm saying is pushing yeah. out closer, closer to Figueroa with the building. Letting the sidewalk be a little narrower. Correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, if that's an option, then yeah, we can definitely look at that. started with the embassy suites I think the choices in the downtown or the what was being recommended was either Victorian oh sorry <laughs> what was being recommended at the time was either Victorian or Mediterranean I think so very early on we went in that direction so. I think that was in the standards, the downtown standards, or input from the design committee. So we felt it was more appropriate to go with the Mediterranean style than something that was more of a, a Victorian style. And it was very, we were, what, four or five meetings with design review committee prior to this, and very much um, their direction was pushing towards the uh, that Santa Barbara kind of that clean Santa Barbara style, um, with providing very specific direction on the corner element that you see at Harbor and Figueroa, um, and even the way that the tower um, element above the restaurant is that you see on the top. There was very specific direction that was provided through those. It, it mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, and it, it it was never really a question of the style that we had chosen and were fine-tuning. It was more the articulation of it, you know, things like what I mentioned feel more like a, a grouping of buildings instead of one big building. And how can we take different elements of that Mediterranean slash Santa Barbara style to make it look like a, a block of cohesive buildings? 
in, in the Mediterranean style. What kind of do you have any concerns with Bob Massoon and how Massoon relates to that character? He still lives in Romania in southern California. You probably heard very well. Uh, it just isn't a name for me to infer at this point in time. Um, what I do like about it is you mentioned before, like this is a Romanian environment. It's very colloquial, and it seems like you know your your team that I follow in those similar areas are going to be the appropriate material. Some concerns about massing. Uh, it just doesn't seem consistent with what's on the rest of the timeline, except that <laughs> the Crown Plaza has a massing issue too. Mm -hmm. uh, is there any way to step back that somewhat? Uh, it might make it a little bit more comfortable for people walking by. Um, the other issue I think you could, you could take advantage of is you would, uh, you have some fantastic views up there. I would like to see more academic connections around the campus. That could be a great venue for lecturing, for buzz. Uh, you could even have a wedding up there and have the view and have a barbecue mm -hmm. for the view. Uh, also, everybody that works on the hillside is going to be looking down on the hotel. And I'm sure it almost seems like a McDonald's there up there. So I think there's other ways that you locate that equipment and put equipment in uh, and people have to move. Very appealing to do that. Um, in terms of getting to the pool or getting to that rooftop, you have a small area of campus in your campus. How would the public get to that? Would they have to go into the hotel, uh, get on an elevator, mm -hmm. and where it wouldn't allow public access to go up and down? Yeah, and to clarify, it's not a restaurant. It's just a lounge. Uh, we'll, we'll probably have bar service up there. Um, so anybody can use that? Yes, and uh, the where it's situated in the building, it's relatively easy uh, to get up there uh, from elevator access because all of that is in the public space on the ground floor. Yes, I mean, if we can break it up to the mission, I think that'd be a little bit more It's, um, it probably goes without saying, it's, it's challenging because a lot of these comments that you're making, we don't disagree with, mm -hmm. but they're the, like the opposite of what we heard a few years ago. So it's, you know, 
it's, it's, you know, the regime changes. <laughs> it's kind of like. <laughs> I was involved in the last two. Okay. Probably as many as a dozen. Uh -huh. the, the two brown widows are brand new. Uh, I remember a little bit what was said, but it, that made me concerned with how many Latino cooks leave <coughs> in the kitchen like this. And uh, obviously, in, in Chile, the community also has questions and concerns as well. You know, I realize you're all quiet and it's hurting you, but in reality, the city and the residents are also concerned as well. And they have needs, they have desires, they have wants. Uh, even though we're not paying you, uh, they, they, they still are part of this project. And I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some input by here from the individual uh, lobbyists. Um, the dome kind of concerns me because it, it just seems kind of Hollywood. I don't know what's inside that dome. What's going on? It's, it's a space that has no, it's not a functioning area. <laughs> like this. It's interesting because a dome was something that some of the previous members <laughs> were really pushing for. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they asked you to bleed tile one time at the end of the room. Yes, it right. Stained out. Santorini. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this whole thing is a moving target, and I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, this is not an easy project. It's very challenging, and it's very complex, uh, but I, I don't know where the dream leads that dome, and I was sort of saying to my parents, I said, look, well, you're going to have to be a painter, uh, and you might need some particular wood for, mm -hmm. to put it there, and uh, you know, is there support from the other members uh, as well as the, the community and staff on that, because it, it doesn't look like it could disappear in a moment for anyone who's concerned yeah. about it. Um, so I think that's consider, but I, I probably have to go there with you holding your hand for the public, especially if you have a lot of roof, rooftop amenities. You can sort of get as, as many people out there as possible to take advantage of this use. Uh, you know, it's a million dollar building with billion dollar views, which is what it comes down to. And, you know, same things with the, the roofs. You only need, need to open up and give as much of a view. Larger windows. Um, I assume your windows are recessed on these on mm. stuff like this one, aren't you? Yeah, and and I'm it, in the in the plans. If you look at the upper floors, the yellow areas are decks, but you can see, especially on the fourth floor, we really took advantage where you're going to get uh, better views. Um, that I I'm, I think every room on the top floor, or pretty much all, almost every room, has a deck or a terrace. Okay, and they should be usable. I mean, they're mm -hmm. not yes. just a right. little physical area where you can go out to and you can you can climb up the stairs mm -hmm. and take a roof down. Uh, but if you could you know, activate those balconies, that would be great mm -hmm. as well. Um, well said. No need for me to be touching on. I mean, these downtown stories are good. They're they're kind of general. They're 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 guiding. Maid might be a great place to have some fountains as, as well, or maybe maybe some artwork, mm -hmm. uh, sculptures uh, up on top. Uh, parking. Uh, I think the standard in place is ur uh, urban, uh, planning for trees. Uh, I don't see I don't see that being consistent with what you presented. But I, I, I perceive it to be as many trees as you possible, and, uh, and, and make it you know, where it could be very green. Another thing about activating the roof, and you, and you begin to capture a lot of water, uh, 
Yeah, and obviously we'll have the uh, the current stormwater treatment and uh, and and use requirements um, that we didn't have before, so that'll need to get incorporated in. Um, I think um, looking at the small plan too, um, you know, the, the way that the motor court is set up with the special paving, the whole idea was was to to utilize that that orchard that grid and maximize the amount of parking that we can get in there, but then the floor material um, not being asphalt, not being just regular concrete, but a colored concrete, exposed aggregate, a, a paver material, or a combination of those things, so that it, it, it feels like an, an old, an interpretation of an old style motor court that would be, that would be typical for that style of building. But, sorry, go ahead. And I'm also thinking in terms of color also, because uh, some of these plans are pretty green. have a question I it's my understanding that we're in the question phase and then we let the public talk are we going to are we still going is that something that's yes, going to happen okay because I'm because I'm not commenting because I, no, I don't feel like it's I don't want to comment at this point I would like I, I'm done with my questions okay I just want to so make sure that we were that it was I know it's a special meeting so okay. maybe well, it was different maybe you have concerns about what I said or any of that then you can do that during the I'll do that when we deliberate comment about the roof and I completely agree activating the roof is is great and we we're we're going in that direction a challenge with the roof on a hotel there's a lot of mechanical stuff on the roof right we have a lot of guest rooms each guest room has a bathroom has a bathroom fan vent going up uh, there's a lot of fan equipment mechanical equipment we're mandated by the state for a certain amount of roof area for solar panels, um, which we're, we're going to be in a new code cycle by the time we get into construction documents, and it, it, it keeps going up. So there's everybody's got claims on that roof. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe there's a way of, of putting in mechanical equipment. Uh, I'm sure that is a real challenge, but mm -hmm. hopefully we can, we can somewhat meet that challenge. Yeah. Some of, actually, and to your point, some of that was going to go in the dome corner, you know, some of the larger pieces of equipment. Some were limited to how far we can have that equipment from where it's servicing, but we were going to hopefully get a lot of that in that corner element. That's a good justification for the dome. Then mm -hmm. it becomes a function. Oh, it's not just a physical structure. It's actually right. an aesthetic function. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's functioning and doing something. Um, we're gutters. We're downstairs. 
there are some shown. Yeah. Just was successful, and you didn't know they were there. Do you mind if I jump in? I, I just had a, I had a couple other questions I wanted to get to. Um, considerations for bicycle parking and connections to the train station, kind of getting to this uh, idea of you know trying to encourage uh, alternative modes of transportation. It's probably going to come up as you start getting into VMT analyses and things like that. So have you started to think of ways that you can incorporate um, particularly bike parking um, and maybe some other, other more creative ideas into this project? That is something that we will be looking at because that's something that's now in the California Green Building Code and the amount of um, secured, part, uh, secured bike lockers and ones that we can put you know, more accessible in the sidewalk in the front that is another thing that keeps going up, I've noticed, at every three-year three code cycle. So we will take a look at that and see uh, how much we need to provide. Yeah, and then from an operations standpoint, I'm curious if there's been any, any kind of creative ideas where um, there could be some type of voucher if people are traveling here via the train or, or something like that. I've, I've seen that in other, in other locations, and particularly with conversations with the Coastal Commission that, that seem to be... Um, mm -hmm. you know. To be able to provide a bike to, to, to guests, is that, what you, is that what you mean? Yeah, or, or some type of discount if they're traveling, not via car, things like that. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, not taking up a parking yeah. stall, so $4 yeah. off on your room. Maybe this would be a great place to build on the train. Uh -huh. Not shelters, but train station, and maybe mm -hmm. once summer they go back and forth between the hotels and the train station. Uh, I'd rather wait in my hotel room. Come into the little coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then lastly, there I know that the um, there was a question from staff about you know this um, public-private use of the of the park. Um, I, I do think that that balance is going to be really important, um, so that it's not fully privatized, but we understand you know we, there needs to be some kind of separation and, and sharing of that space. So, in this design, how do you feel that you've sort of you know, struck that balance and in terms of how it will be used. Yeah, and there have been discussions with uh, the Park and Rec Department. Tom, you want to take that one? Yeah, and, and there's obviously still things that need to be worked out in terms of how much is reserved for the, the, the developer, or the hotel owner, to be able to use pieces of this, how much is open. But it's very, the, the, the idea, and especially after we met with the Parks Commission, was that it, it's meant to be an open to the public park. There are some pieces of it. Um, for instance, we've got the dining patio that's off of the restaurant. We've got another little patio off to the side that can, can be used as a breakout space for the meeting rooms, which would be something that um, would be, it's, it's still you know, officially open to the public, but it's, it's kind of cordoned off. But the, the bulk of it, 90% of the park, is meant to be open to the public, to be used for when there's a, a 5K, um, I apologize, I, I used to know a lot of the events that were happening in town and, and, I, and I can't think of them off the top of my head, but, but I know that that gets set up with tents and it's the, it can be the starting point for, for various activities that happen. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's really the idea. We've got, we've got a, a gazebo or a grandstand that's built into that to be able to help facilitate those uses. Um, so the, the, the idea is 
um, and, and ownership, the developer's completely on board, that it's, it's a public park um, and it'll be maintained, my understanding is, by the, by the hotel owner, so it, it'll have that kind of higher level of, of, of maintenance, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's meant to be uh, for the public. And then obviously with the hotel right there, eyes are on it all the time, so it's kind of easier to keep tabs on what's going on out there as well. And then just one point of clarification, I think you, it was true, but um, essentially the, the restaurant, some of the, the rooftop uh, bar, lounge, and then was it the pool area as well could be open to the public, obviously for, you know, to... The pool, pool not. The yeah. Not the pool, okay. The pool and that's just for hotel one rooms. of the reasons for elevating it is to make that security differential, and, you know, that that is, that's for hotel guests. Okay. But the rooftop bar could be... Uh, is open. Is open, yeah. okay. Windows there? Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know, we're looking at different things. We're we actually been working on a hotel in Pacifica, up in Northern California, right on the beach. You know, so we're we're familiar with recent experience with the corrosiveness of salt air. Um, so, you know, we haven't gotten into a lot of the specifics, but we've actually used fiberglass, or there's a name for it now. It's it's, you know, some technical name, but it's basically plastic, some types of plastic that... Uh, I think you've already decided that vinyl windows, that's what Kelly's asking it's about. It's not. But you're but you're talking about something else as well. well I, I, know that I know you're talking about it's fibroxy or something. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the, the finish on the outside actually looks pretty good. I mean, if you, if you don't know, you don't know if it's metal, if it's a composite material. But it is a composite, that's right. Um, but I mean, in appearance, it, you, it's hard, very hard to tell. We have some faster, are you concerned about cracking? Always concerned about, uh, and, and the smoother it is, the more you're gonna get cracks. That's just the nature of plaster. Now, minor cracks, that's just smooth plaster. Um, and <laughs> we had one client we're d doing a restaurant for and wanted the very smooth and was on board with knowing that you're going to get little cracks in it. Now here, we we're going to be doing control joints, but we want you know we want them to be minimal, and we're going to paint them out. So we're not making a feature out of those plaster control joints. So we're going to ask about control joints. Yeah. 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 This is not a building where we want to we want to express them. We we want to make them. Fade away. And also, you may be facing some building fees too. Right? Um, hmm. I notice a lot of buildings in the harbor they, they put these anti bird devices up, these spikes mm -hmm. and stuff. And mm -hmm. Where is the pressure? Bird, like pigeon roosting or bird strikes? Uh, roosting. Okay, yeah. yeah. Something that you, you might want to give some thought to when it's done, but the owner may want to come back and Every balcony it gets a yeah, plastic owl that goes along with it, right? They don't <laughs> <hurt>. <laughs> no, I know.
I think eventually the birds adapt and you get what you said. But you know, the birds are always listening. That's what I'd say. Something mm. you should be aware about. All right. Do you have less rooms from the original? It was it was whatever it was before? Uh, I'm sorry. You have less rooms, less number of rooms. It's like 66 oh, or something. Um, from the embassy, I'm pretty sure we have less rooms. I from that, we from the one where it was more of a U. Yes, yes. I think we were closer to 200 in that one. Here we're at 160. It must have been parked differently because now you take more ground space for parking. Is that correct? Two, it was two, it was two levels. Two levels. It was well, two levels. It was, it was yeah. a whole podium. Yeah. It was a podium before. Okay. It covered the site. So now you're doing a ground level. Although, with all due respect, yeah, with Google, with uh, or, you know, people, everyone's apps, people yeah. enter, enter. <laughs> okay, we're looking. We're I looking. Know, as you say, I don't know. <laughs> I know how to get there. <laughs> By the time it gets built, we won't even be here. <laughs> hey, not with that attitude. <laughs> well, if we don't have any more questions, then uh, I'm going to close this and uh, open the. Uh, Preference for us to sit back. Are there members who do have speaker cards? will be Dolores Lysan, followed by Andy Dosev. To the podium. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, um, Chair, mem Chair Member of the Board. Um, I'm here in support of this beautiful project. I want you to know that I worked with the company, the Mian companies, for over nine years. And I want to say that the ownership really cares about his buildings, the employees, and everything that he puts forth. Bringing a beautiful beachfront hotel to the city of Ventura will not only bring in revenue for the city, it will also mean that it's going to bring, bring in revenue for the many shops, the restaurants that align you know, Main Street and the surrounding areas. It also means new jobs for the people of Ventura. And as I mentioned, 
he really believes in our employees training and promoting from within. So this is a great opportunity for many who want to be in the hospitality business. Having a Hilton hotel in the city of Ventura is a great thing. Any given time, at my hotel I work at the Homewood Suites in Oxnard, 60 to 80% of the guests who are staying with us are Hilton members. They're Hilton loyal. Hilton's been with us for over 100 years, leaders in technology with digital key, uh, connected rooms, and people who travel like to travel through Hilton. So these are members who will that you are missing out on that we will capture here in the city of Ventura. So I'm really excited to have the possibility of working with the board and bringing a beautiful hotel to the city. Thank you so much. Okay, Andy Dysov. Sorry, Joseph. Check, check. Can you hear me? Testing. All right. So, first of all, I got to say the design is beautiful. So, I really like the way it looks. Um, and the second part is that I planned my hat really bad. I'm not representing Surfrider. Just want to put that out there. I'm here on my own behalf. Um, but um, I do have concerns about the Hilton being built right on the beachfront. So um, I'm sure uh, some people here are aware in 2020 there had to be rearmoring of our coast actually right near there. Um, and from what I understand, that is actually funding that the city does not have a lot of at the moment, like put to that. I could be wrong, so please do correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, and I'm concerned with sea level rise with the ocean always being there, this constant armoring will be needed down the line. Um, obviously, this is most likely not going to be something that falls on Hilton, or most likely something that falls onto the city to continuously repair over time. So I don't know if you, it's a question and answer type of thing, or it's just a common thing. Would you all be able to answer? It is just a public comment, but we're, we're happy to contact you separately to talk more if you have questions. Absolutely, thank you. Um, and I think the second comment I did want to bring up, and I don't know if you already covered this, apologize, is uh, just water treatment and just waste treatment from the hotel. Um, so I do want to bring that, I'm concerned about that. I am an avid surfer, uh, C Street and the pier and the cove are I frequent very often, and I'll be very concerned if <laughs> there's a lot of wastewater going to the ocean for that. And that is all that I have. Thank you so much. May I ask him a question? <coughs> yeah. Okay, you can ask him. Can I ask him a question? I, I just didn't hear what you said. What was the event in 2020 that you said? So in 2020, right at the beginning of COVID, the, I, I don't know the exact location, but between the red apartment complex and the apartment complex right next to it, there had to be re-armoring of the coast because there was, sorry, yeah. Concerns. I got it. Yeah, thank you. I just, I just couldn't. I just didn't know what you said. Yeah, sorry about that. Popular question that he's a surfer. Would it be appropriate uh, if you were going to use a restaurant to have a place to put your surf gear and maybe support? Um, not really. No, I generally don't leave my surfboard out. People just take them sometimes. But if you could secure it outside. Uh, I mean, I'm a local, so still no. <laughs> but I, I can, I can maybe see it as being as you go out of town. Thank you. George Amendola, you'll be followed by Robert Sterling. Hi, good evening. Uh, my comments are in support of the project. 
Um, I have a question though about the agenda item compared to what was visually displayed um, about the project number. Are we talking about the same project number? Because on the agenda item, it's listed as 14608, but the project on the slide was 8165. So are we, can we have some clarification on that please? Yes, uh, the project listed on the agenda was incorrect, so it is the 8165 number. So going forward, any consideration will be for 8165 and <coughs> something else? That it's 8165 will be the Thank project you. number. Um, you know, hearing the comments uh, about the gentleman who was just before me about wastewater and going to the ocean and you know shoring up and um, sea level rise, that's a concern, but I'm sure it's a concern for the other projects that are there now and with some of the plans that the city has coming up. My concerns are more about lighting, lighting facing the ocean at night. Um, it was a similar concern that I expressed about Hawaiian Gardens or Hawaiian Village, I forget the name of that project on the hillside, number of Kelvins, I think, for light emissions in the evening. Um, also rooftop appurtenances are an issue for residents who live on the hillside. I think the project visually looks great. Architecturally, the design is great. It's commensurate with what I would expect uh, for staying at a four or five star hotel, visually. Um, you know, and if that's the audience, which I think is important to understand who the audience is, who would be staying there, how that would attract business to the city of Ventura, tax sales revenue, et cetera. I think those are also things that should come into the discussion when I hear off the wall comments from the chairman about coloring and design and personal preferences. I don't think that's necessarily fair to the developer who I believe has been trying to develop this property for 20 years and has jumped through all kinds of hoops. Uh, it's offensive to me as a resident to see a business owner come in and have to deal with subjectivity on a whim, not taking into consideration prior guidance from previous committees, including previous city councils. So uh, be fair to the developer in addition to being fair to the community. Um, my biggest concern about the project is the attraction for vagrancy and homelessness on Figueroa and Harbor. Uh, I think it's great that you have a lot of retail alcoves and design built into that, but again, I don't necessarily know if you understand who your audience is. What are those retail businesses going to be servicing? What happens at night when they're closed down? Is it just gonna be a place for people to sleep? who are homeless or have issues. There's a lot of uh, drug issues, uh, <coughs> a lot of issues around the fairgrounds in the night and the evening in that whole area along the promenade. Uh, don't make it attractive to create more issues. Thanks very much. Robert Sterling. I understand this is not a podium for questions. It's just for comments. Because I just, if I might have the benefit of one question, if a, a, by a show of hands of the members of this committee, do they share the vision of the future of Ventura by this project? Those of you who do, if you would just raise your hands. Thank you. Because I, I don't either. I don't understand the question. Does this type of a structure represent what you see as the future of Ventura, and uh, as it's we just stated, going to be there it's, for quite it's not some a time. Q and A or interactive, so you don't have to respond. Well, for the record, I didn't see a show of hands. I hope I didn't confuse you by the question. Other than that, it would be interesting to know uh, if 
if by the nature of your comments, it's, it sounds as though to me it's kind of a done deal. It's just working out the details of tile and fountains and more lighting at night, the assumption that the, uh, the beach needs more surfers in the water, that the, the, uh, the pathways need more uh, bicycles riding around there, et cetera, et cetera. And the, uh, I just want people to ask themselves, what is the net net of this in terms of revenue in the end when you're talking about congestion and uh, uh, more pollution? I guess the homeless problem which and more lighting on the beach at night, things like that. And uh, I would encourage uh, to you to engage more uh, dialogue with members of the community as you go forward. I have a respect for architecture and for people who develop things, but I pers just as a personal opinion, and excuse the plosives, uh, as a personal opinion, this might be best uh, left for Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo. There's plenty of development like that uh, further south. And uh, when, when somebody mentioned their vision of, uh, well, we thought Victorian or we thought Mediterranean, well, I, I tend to think of Southern California beach community, and I would hate to create more Santa Monica's, more Venice's here in this particular unique community. And I, I've lived here since 95, and I've seen a lot of those changes, and I see the congestion on the freeway. I see the congestion building on Harbor Boulevard, et cetera. So as a quality of life issue for someone who's lived here a long time, uh, I see it as a, as a negative although there are positives, potential positives too, but net-net, I think, uh, I wouldn't support it. Thank you. That's all the speakers we have for tonight. Mr. Chair, on this one, on this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you won't need to make a motion. It's, it's, it's conceptual, yeah, yeah. it's comments. Okay, you want to go? I'm still developing my thoughts here. If you're ready, please. Um, so actually, I, I think that the, the, the speakers were all really good, and I think that um, all, all of that should be taken into consideration. I really am, I, I think that, I thought that the speaker was saying actually less lights on the beach, but the third speaker then said something about more lights on the beach, but I think that the, the light, isu light issue and light pollution is a big issue. You should have no uplighting. Um, I think that that should be demonstrated in your presentation. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with the direction. Do I see it as a direct, um, I'm gonna answer this question. If I see uh, a vision of Ventura, not necessarily, but uh, not all parts of uh, every, every property in Ventura is gonna be my vision. And it doesn't, and I'm not really gonna talk about the style because it feels to me like you came about the project in sort of the right way. I would ask that what is it about this project that's Ventura? Um, Ventura is very, Ventura, um, as quirky of a little town that we have here, it is very much uh, like the, the, the beach town and, and I think that it would be nice to have that addressed in the building and shown how that's going to be done. I think that the massing's okay. Um, I do think that the, the ins and the outs of the, of the building work and I think that the, the vagrancy problem in the area and the drug use problem in the area, which there is an issue there, a lot of it is because there is no building there 
and we will have eyes on the eyes on the street, eyes on the eyes on the parking lot across the way. That hopefully someday that will be something. You know, since they took a, since they annihilated an entire town that used to be there, um, it would be nice to have you know something back there again. There used you know that I'm sure you know the history of of, of that area. Um, I think I would like to see. I'm okay with the direction, so I would like to see it go. Um, just more details. I'd like to know about the dome. What what is the dome? I'd like to see those um, shown. What are the window details? Um, and this is purely aesthetic, but it it it, it does matter, like the, the depth of the windows and what the colonnade is. Um, I I'm a little concerned about the the depth of the the retail area, and I would like to see. Um, a little thought about how how that would be occupied, and I'm sure as an architect and as an owner, uh, you've thought about that because you don't want something sitting empty, and then how you what you would actually do in those in that in the what looks like a window case mm -hmm. on the on harbor. Um, I would like to to hear less about what the code, what CBC required versus then what what's best for the people. And I think when I, g I get a little concerned when I say, I, you know, I understand the parking, form follows parking. It's unfortunately, it's the way it is. Um, but the reason why I would like to see things done is more for what it's like for that person walking to the beach, going, going to uh, hopefully grab a bike out of there. I do think that Tony's uh, question about how many, how many bike parking, how much uh, accessibility, mobility other than a car would be great because they're right next, they're really close to downtown. I mean, they can walk to Tony's, but then they could also maybe ride a bike downtown. They can ride up and down the coast. I think that that's really important and that should be addressed. And that is a design issue. Uh, just like the surf rider person, sorry, I don't remember your name, um, said that uh, wastewater, uh, what, what we do about rising tides, those are, those are design issues. Those are all design issues as much as where we're gonna put a downspout or whether we use aluminum versus fiberglass. Um, so I'd like to see, you know, I'd, I'd like to hear, hear a little bit more about how those things are going to be addressed. Um, I would, I do agree with uh, the uh, chair about mitigating the roof mechanical and mitigate that as much as you can. Um, I know you're not gonna get rid of it all, but try and mitigate that. The more solar, the better. If you can cover it up with a solar panel. Um, Oh, and put in the specs for fiberglass wrapping on all of your stucco, and you won't have to worry near as much about your cracking. I'd rather see it done that way than with control joints. Control joints are great and important, and they're needed, but you're also going to do it with fiberglass. We can, we can do most uh, incredibly smooth plaster. I do think it should be smooth plaster, and I think you should show out, call out what that is, the color, whether it's integral whether it's painted and those type of details. That should be in the next phase, like that should be your material phase that can show those type of things and how, and some sections, cut some sections through some important areas like your, like your drive-in colonnade or what'd you call it, the motor court? The motor court going through and how that feels. Uh, I'm really interested and I'm really happy that it's going to Parks and Rec because that's an in incredibly important piece of it to be at the beach and that park is used all the time. 
Earth Day has puts tents up. Um, the end of uh, 5Ks, 10Ks end up there. We use that all a lot. So that's a really important, important um, juxtaposition of, of a building next to a, a public space and how that's going to be used. And I'd like to really see, hear what uh, Parks and Rec have to say about that because that's, that's key, as you, as you know. Um, I guess that's it. I, I personally like like the direction, and I think that the masking and all that is okay. Um, as, as we'll we'll hear and we can discuss. But Tony, Great. I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> um, my thoughts are, I, I think the bones are looking great. Um, I think the overall massing, uh, the articulation building character, I think uh, all of that is, is really nice. There's a, a lot of uh, variety, a lot of undulation uh, in the roof forms. You've got parapets, you've got sloped roofs, uh, you have the architectural sort of elements at the corners uh, that anchor it. I think those are successful. Uh, I particularly like the one, the tower element that is actually functional. Um, the dome looks really nice. I think, you know, I'm, I'm leaning toward yes, but I'd also kind of like to understand a little more about, you know, the, the detail of how that would be constructed. Um, the, some of the things that I have more concerns with are, are the details. Is it right now, and I understand this is conceptual and you haven't worked out a lot of the details, but um, this looks like kind of the least offensive building that could you know, make it through right now. And I think if you could lean into some of the things that would make it feel more Ventura, um, I know right now, you know, conceptually you're looking, there's kind of one homage to the fact that that's like the most popular surfing beach in Ventura. You've got a little surfboard, but you know, sign that's kind of shown there. I think if you can really give some, some critical thought to those types of elements um, and make it, make it something that, um, we as locals look at and we see ourselves in, I think that that would be successful. I like the idea of um, going to the, uh, the museum and you know asking, putting kind of interesting pictures of what it used to look like down there in, in those case, uh, display case windows or things like that that could be, um, uh, just kind of lend some local flair to it. Um, I like the idea of public art in the, um, in the park, um, some type of uh, public art component there. Um, I like, I think that again, getting back to that idea of balancing the pu public and private use of that area is really important. Um, I could see, I know the speaker didn't think he'd want to his board anywhere and grab a drink after after a surf but I'm an avid surfer and user of C Street and I think that'd be great um, maybe a, a foot washing station wash the sand off your feet or something like that you know just thoughtful things that could actually be used by people who are riding their bikes down there or using the space and not staying at the hotel I think would be be uh, good things to think about um, Connections to the park, the train station, and the fairgrounds are, are really critical. I'd like to see those when, when you return, um, how those 
uh, would look and feel. Again, getting back to how, how does it feel if somebody you know, gets off at the train and wants to walk to the beach or walk downtown, um, those types of things. Details, um, I'd like to see a color and materials board. Um, I believe that some additional materials, stone or tile accents uh, could, be, uh, could be added, uh, particularly on the ground floor level. We've got a lot of painted plaster right now that are kind of that's kind of anchoring the base of the building. I'd like to see some additional accents. Um, I think the gutters and the downspouts should be an architectural element rather than trying to hide them into a building. I think that's when they start to look pasted on, but if you can kind of give them a contrasting color and actually deal with them in a, in a unique way, I think that that would be successful. Um, the columns at the upper floors kind of look like they're floating to me. Um, maybe just give that a little consideration, maybe show a, a detail of how, how that would look and function. Can you Specifically, where the columns? These columns on the, the balconies the of the fourth picture? floor. That center picture. Oh, up there? Uh -huh. right. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would typically want you know expect to see a column that kind of dies into into something, and the f maybe the maybe the others don't don't agree with that, but and maybe I'm looking at them too closely, but they they kind of seemed like they were floating and hanging out there. Uh, I I concur with that. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me address. When we're searching these, we, this is a, this is a while ago now, so I don't know if it is. Let's have a column that's going to go up around this corner and shape or reflect the, the floor. This would be very interesting. So again, just kind of trying to hide the the, the reflected oh the shape of the board. Oh, of the board. Uh huh. Instead of you know suggesting it's like a column, maybe there's a way somehow we incorporate uh, that form of the surfboard into the architecture. Uh, obviously, we don't want to overdo it, uh, but you know maybe. Maybe some type of small stone. It could even be the paving. It could be some of that. But we are surfing. We are the only people who even recognize that somehow. And, and that's your challenge, not mine. Which uh, also really it, it, Can I comment? Please. Is, is it a, can I, I have to open up a okay. couple of boxes. Uh, yeah. Um, there's there's uh, interesting public art, maybe just uh, as an example, on the parking structure downtown um, as you drive into it. That's, I think, kind of interesting. Maybe just to, not saying to put that anywhere, but to use that as sort of inspiration. Mm -hmm. Maybe in that in that case area too, because I mean, there's uh, there are, there's opportunity for public art mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Um, the signage, uh, I know it's not detailed. It's probably not going to be approved as part of this project and would likely come separately. Um, but if uh, if you can start thinking about, um, I don't know, how does that work? Do you do like an, an overall sign program or is it just kind of individual? A sign program would have to be approved? Okay. It's a separate permit application. So, yeah. It's separate from this, but those are really unique opportunities to, to create some flair and some intrigue and uniqueness. Um, I think lighting, uh, there, I think that's a great comment about um, uh, you know, not shining lights on our ocean at night. So I, I would recommend that all the lighting be full cutoff, downward facing, no up lighting. 
um, uh, anywhere on the project. Uh, landscaping, I'd like to see more, more canopy trees in that parking lot. Um, I, I tend to see it like one larger tree every 10 spaces or something like that. I think there were just a, those couple of back rows um, where you could, without losing a parking space, maybe just introduce some, some diamond shape um, uh, tree wells in there. Uh, and then I, I do think we really need more bike parking, uh, kind of a bike parking plan, long-term and short-term parking um, that could be lockable, secure for people that are staying at the hotel and then some short-term kind of for people that are, that are visiting for the day. Uh, I'd also like to see a, st a st streetscape section of uh, Figueroa particularly um, and some of the improvements that are going to be made there. Those are my comments. Uh, I'm going to go back. Uh, I agree or disagree with everything that's been said, uh, but it's been confused comments, so <coughs> I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm really happy to report a couple of things here. I know Governor Reed has been taking some calls from my state in terms of maps and zoning. Mm -hmm. Good work, great out there. Um, I don't have any doubts that we will be able to handle the, uh, the, the energy uh, efficient efforts here to ameliorate what the energy um, one thing, yeah, I didn't notice it, but probably we need to get the details. There should be some qualified consultants on the uh, data points mm -hmm. as well. And right now, um, if you walk up on the mall, you'll see there's a lot of people on the left of bicyclists that are eating. And maybe it's possible to have a bike parking station as well. Uh, an issue that we're going to see more and more people riding less bicycles out in the community. Um, Again, I'd like to see a little bit more color, a little bit more interest in the energy your design folks will be using the uh, sidewalk as well. Are there color colors that are actually called out in those plans? Uh, I don't, I just see basically white and black. Okay, so that's something that, that should probably come next with the materials board, I think that Tony said, same as what I, how I felt about it. Um, yeah, it would be nice to see what all the all the materials are at the, at the base and the, the center. Plus, they always call them earth elevated. Yeah. So I, you'll I, see that later on, I'm sure. I have that on my list. Hopefully, you can actually detail that with the with the materials and the, the railings are. I think, you know, the Juliet type of uh, whatever those balconies are called, um, that type of thing, because that's, that's going to matter um, how it weathers and how it, how it wears, also how it, it looks. Yes, in the minutes, it won't have an exhaustive list. Uh, we are taking the notes and we're going to transcribe what they are so that we can share it with the applicant and make sure we're on the same page. I think they, I mean, I just want to make sure that the, the overall broad stroke of, of the building and the, and the where, we're, where you're at is a, is a good stage. I mean, you, the building's where it should be, parking's tucked around behind, the, 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 mass, the massings, which wasn't quite as massive, but it, uh, <laughs> it's okay. And that is all done really well. So I, I would just like to see you take it and present it to the next level. 
and show it and try and just take it to that, that next level of presentation so we can understand a little bit farther of where it is. But I think the broad stroke is, is fine. It's good. We, we have. Okay. Thank you. Comments are helpful. Thank you, Chair, Committee members. Uh, we'll be reaching out for um, if we do have projects that are ready for June, we will reach out and look for a date that works. Um, uh, via email and so right now we will be canceling uh, the next scheduled meeting in June and reach out to see if there is a date that works for everybody. Thank you everybody. Thank you everyone for coming. <laughs>